It's time to get even more frank on the Get More Frank podcast with sales strategist, performance coach, marketing expert, and best-selling author, Frank Lopes. It's time for me to bring in a special guest this evening, the one and only Bruce Miller from Miller Motor Cars. My man, Bruce, welcome to Live with Lopes. Thank you. That's an incredible introduction. I want to get into your formula of how to design a comeback. But first, do me a favor and please introduce yourself. Tell everybody who is Bruce Miller. I've been in New Orleans for in the automotive business for 23 years. I started uh, as a 21-year-old kid. I've been in the business ever since. I worked my way up through all the different seats in the barrel operations. I did just about everything from salesperson, salesperson a year, fleet manager for a period of time, used car manager, used car director, finance manager, GSM of the biggest Chevy store in the city of New Orleans. Got the chance to be a vice president of operations over five stores, which I basically ran the variable operations for five stores at one time. The success at the GSM and the success at the vice president of operations job uh, got me uh, a managing partner of two stores in my hometown. I started as a 21-year-old kid who just needed a job. I was a high school dropout. I was uh, uneducated. I wasn't dressed properly. Uh, it's my first time ever being in a new car dealership when I got the job. Uh, I did the interview, and um, they never called me back. So I called Tuesday. I called Wednesday. Uh, finally, I figured out how to, like, trick the operator to get to direct line to the trainer, and uh, I surprised him on a Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. And he, he answered the phone. I could sense the surprise in his voice. He said, okay, man, you could start Monday. Like I said, uh, just been um, on a wild ride ever since, you know, having really, really great success at every one of those seats. I'm sales manager, this different store, that store, breaking records, helping people, teaching people, growing people along the way. So I was so, very, very proud of that. And you should be. You should be very, very proud about that, without a doubt. This is the Get More Frank podcast. The story that you told, Bruce, about being 21 years old, about basically needing a job, that's a very, very similar story to a lot of other people that got into the car business, right? Is it fair to say that you did not have the goal growing up as a little kid of being in the car business? Is that true or is that false? That is very true. Uh, my childhood, different story altogether was just, chaotic, tragic, alcohol, drugs, uncles dying every other weekend, you know, just barely escaped my childhood. So like when I got to 20 years old, uh, I got a form of a relationship with God and I started in a church. And then I married my girlfriend, started a car business and, and uh, had my first son all, all before my 21st birthday. From, from that point on, it's been okay. I got to get it. You know, I got to, I got to provide for this kid. I got to provide for my wife. I got to, I got to make it. So the car business gave me a chance to be a professional. I embraced it and I never looked back. The fact that the car business can provide an opportunity to anyone, as long as you have the drive, as long as you have the will, and as long as you have the tenacity to stick with it, the car business can provide an opportunity to people who to be quite honest, would not get an opportunity anywhere else. And to be totally straight with you, Bruce, thank God for that. Thank yeah. God, because there would be so many fantastic people that would not be here today if it wasn't for the car business. Elaborate on that a little bit more about what a blessing it is to have the car business for so many people. Well, I always would teach and say that the car business 
can make up for lost time. Like I was 21 years old, I was making $5,000 a month. High school dropout, and I'm, I'm making $5,000 a month pretty quickly, right? $60,000 a year, 20, 23 years ago was a, was a lot of money. It's a lot of money to today. For most, it absolutely is a lot of money today. So it's like the car business lets you like make up for lost time or make up for mistakes you may have made in your life. We see a lot of people get into the car business in the 20 to 25. And then you see a lot of people get into the car business after 40. That's a second job or a second career or trying something new. You know, I've seen people that started in a business at 50 years old become immensely successful. I've seen people that started like me at 19, 20, 21 years old and become immensely successful. It's one of the only careers or jobs that will pay you for your perseverance, pay you for your hustle, yes. pay you for showing up on time, pay you for working late. You know, I remember being two and a half months into this and I sold a car and the lady seen the full value of the car. She got a great deal. And my commission on that deal was like $900. And I remember walking back to my car thinking to myself, man, these people pay me $900 to sell one car. I just got to sell more cars. Whether you're on the front line or the finish line at your dealership, get more Frank with Strong 30 coaching and training. Learn more at getmorefrank.com. When you have your first deal and you get your washout sheet or you get your commission sheet and you look and you see, like what you said, Bruce, that $900 deal, right? I think mine was close to that amount as well, if not a little bit over from my very, very first customer. But I remember getting that and looking at the washout sheet because back then we got paid per deal. I remember taking it into my boss, into my manager and saying, is this right? Right here, like, is this right? Because this seems like a little bit too much because all I did was talk to these nice people for a couple of hours and go on a test drive and you're paying me this much money for this? And Bruce, that ignited you, right? Like that lit you on fire to be able to, to, to say like, wow, this is my shot. This is my opportunity. Didn't that happen? Again, I was like, man, I'm never leaving this business. You know, it was like love at first sight. You know, the business was harder on young people. This day and age, the young people are catered to. They're, they're not treated as bad. We had to work every day, 70 hours a week, or barely had a day off. Uh, it, you had to really, really want this job and want this success to make it because they did not make it easy on you. And that $900 commission said, man, I, I'm in. Boom, from that point on, you know, I'm never going back. And I, and I never looked back. A key to my success is I never had my foot out the door looking to get another job or looking for something easier. I ended up getting promoted into finance at 23 years old. I sold cars for 23 months. That commission, that deal, me making that saying, man, I'm, this is it. I'm in this for life. Ended up getting into finance. And I've been in management ever since then, since 23 years old. Uh, management, upper manager, ownership, things like that. And I never, I never looked back. You're listening to the Get More Frank podcast. Bruce, I think it's almost fair to say, and I don't say this with disrespect, obviously, right? But I think it's almost fair to say that you had to work on a comeback right from day one. There was no like ramp up time. There was no settling in time. It's almost as though as if right out of the gate, it had to be like, okay, bang. Like you started knocked down. You started on your back. At that time, did you know that you had a big hill to climb? Did you know that you were in the process of like the first comeback of your life? 10 days after my 17th birthday, I was kicked out the house. I was a good kid. I, was, I didn't do nothing really deserving of that being kicked out. It was just my dad was done with me. From 17 to 21, I could do whatever. I was make, had some jobs, had my own apartments. But once I had a wife and a son, 
it was different. So I'm glad that you said it was almost like I, I had to come back from the beginning because that's exactly what it was. Me in the car business, you got to be able to read people. I guess I always had that any ability to read people, which made me good in the car business. And I and I realized the money that I can make. Let's go, baby. I had to like, I had to like, I had to get better. Did you know it at that time that that was what you needed? In the training class, we had three weeks of training. An excellent trainer, Wayne Gonsolin. He was the key royal trainer. As he's explaining overcoming objections and things like that, as, we, as we're going through the training, I understood everything he was saying. It was love at first sight. I knew that I was going to kill it. Look, one part about it being a success, you have to have a rational confidence. Well, I've always had a rational confidence because there was nothing on paper saying I was supposed to be successful. Burn the boats. There was no escape route. So the boats, the boats were burned. You know, it was just me trying to have a successful life. And I went every day as a fight. When I would see this 20-year salesperson sell three cars in a day, I say to myself, well, if he can do it, I can do it. When I would see this one guy get 10 referrals in a week, I would say, if he can do it, I can do it. And I went to study the best salespeople in my, in my store. That was my education. That was I, my college degree. I could see you, right? I could see the younger version of you right in the front. I've been a Christian, you know, kind of like a pretty, pretty faithful Christian. So I didn't like hang with the fellas. All I had was this business. And all. so when I came to work, it was about business. I came to work to sell cars. I ruffled the feathers of the best salespeople because I wouldn't let them talk to me any kind of way. I, I had a fight in me since day one. I was trying to prove that I belong and I wanted to beat the very best. But when I got into upper management and the rabbit had the gun, it was on. You know, uh, I was able to make do massive things. And, you know, I would remember, man, being like 30 years old and in upper management and the guys that were my managers, they're not working for me now. You know, and, and like that torch was passed and, and it was just like because I embraced every one of those trainings. I soaked it up. I wanted to get better. I wanted I wanted the end result. I seen these guys living in houses on the lake and I seen these guys with kids in private school and I seen these guys driving really, really nice cars outside of their demo. And I said, man, if they can do it. I can do it, too. And I just went to work. I went I went after it. the Get More Frank podcast. Brought to you by Hamlin and Associates. Your next record month starts here. Car Now, the only road that can bridge online and in showroom. And I Recon from V Auto. See every step of the reconditioning journey for every car. Irrational confidence. From what I'm taking from that, you're saying that you had this confidence that it, it almost that it came from nowhere. Almost that like there was no fact for it. There was no track record. There was no nothing like that. It was just the fact that you woke up and you knew that you could do this. When you were at that point, Bruce, did you have the naysayers? Did you have the people that were showing up and they were going like, man, you ain't going to succeed. This ain't going to happen. You ain't going to do good, man. Did that happen to you? And if it did, how'd you handle that negativity? So in life, when you are better than somebody else, and they have no real reason to say why you better, they just start hating. You know, they start saying you're cheating. They start saying this. And this has been going on since day one to this day. I still have that irrational confidence. I have big goals and big dreams, and I don't have the roadmap exactly figured out on how I'm going to get there. But I believe that I'm going to own 10 dealerships and have new car franchises, and I'm going down that path. I'm getting closer and closer every day. That's at least how I see it. But when you have those naysayers, all you can do is keep being you because the naysayers have nothing to do with you. You didn't invite them into your life, and you probably can't get rid of them. You just got to keep doing you. And when you're selling cars and you're beating some people and you're being salesperson a month and you're getting promoted at 23 years old, you're going to have naysayers. You know, when you're running the Chevy store that was selling 80 cars a month before you walk through the door and you bring it from 80 to 440 and you have the best management staff in the city, the best sales staff in the city, 
from scratch, you're going to have people hating on you. They're, they're going to say you, you cheat and you did this wrong. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you how it made me feel. I just never let them bother me. The haters sometimes become, they, they, they hate you, then they pretend like they like you, and then they say they know you. I've seen that in my, in my whole life. You know, people that used to hate on me, they're like my friends now. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I knew Bruce when he was a salesperson. And I pull people aside. I said, no, he didn't know Bruce. He hated Bruce when he was a salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> You just got even more Frank on the Get More Frank podcast. If you found this valuable, and I'm sure you did, share this with everyone in your crew and And smash smash that that subscribe subscribe button so you always know when there is more Frank to get. Thanks for listening to the Get More Frank podcast.